Welcome to our community. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Don Butera. Okay, let's get to the last message of Go and Tell. That's, this is the last in the series of Go and Tell. I trust that you have told people uh, this month. Our goal has been to tell a thousand people, share the gospel of Jesus Christ with a thousand people. And it's interesting, when we were singing that song, Promise, I was reminded of that promise that says, God says, when you go, or he says, what? Go into all the world. And then what does he say? When you go into all the world, what does he say? said, I will be with you. So when you go, he's with you. That's a promise. How many want God to be with you? Then go! And I shared this verse uh, a, uh, a couple of uh, weeks ago. It's out of 1 John chapter 3, verses 17. He says, we know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. So we ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters. If someone has enough money to live well and sees his brother or sister in need but shows no compassion, how can the love of God be in that person? Now, this is talking about needs. And if you remember, I shared this and I said, just allow me to just like, just give you a different perspective on this verse. And, and I, so I changed a couple of the words, but the meaning is actually the same. So let me just if someone has the answer to eternal life and sees his brother or sister in need of salvation and eternal life, if they see someone in need of eternal life who doesn't have it but does not share it with them, how can the love of God be in them? See, there's spiritual food and there's physical food. And in a lot of ways, God doesn't even make a distinction between the two. So our goal is to go and share the gospel because there are so many. You know, uh, this past week, I was with a couple. I think it was Monday. Yeah, Carol and I were with a couple on Monday. And this, this, this woman was sitting there, and she be, she's moving. And as she was moving, where she was moving to, she began to weep in front of me, just openly began to weep and say, these people need salvation. I can't wait to move there because they are in such need of salvation. Her heart was filled with just the, 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 the compassion and the joy to share the gospel with them. And so um, uh, today, I want us to just do simple because Jesus is our example. Jesus is our example. He is the example of how we should walk on this earth, how we should live on this earth, and so he is our human example. And oftentimes we say we need to be like Jesus. And the first thing we think of is we need to walk around and the only way we're going to be able to share the gospel and share the good news of salvation is, you know, heal the sick and raise the dead. We, we heard that prayer. I was so happy to hear, hallelujah, about the report about that boy that we prayed for. And God does these miracles. But, you know, like I, I would say this week, I prayed for a couple people, and I didn't see instant miracle in front of me. I didn't see that. And so does that mean I can't like share the gospel? We, we, we think sometimes we, we have to be like Paul, and we look at Paul as like some high level of, uh, like he's like, he's way, we can't attain, you know, we can't ever uh, achieve what he did. 
Today I want to show you five simple things that Jesus did that everyone can do. You don't need a spiritual gifting to have these or to do these things. You don't need any kind of gifting, uh, but everyone can possess these five things. And Jesus did them often. And I just want to share five of them. He did other things, but I want to share five simple things. The first thing is he gave out the gospel. He, he shared the good news. He was always sharing the good news. And we all can share the good news. What is the good news? Let me give you a very simple uh, sentence you can give in the good news. The good news, Jesus Christ died for you and you can have salvation. Say that with me. Jesus Christ died uh, and, and, can, and gives you salvation through him. See how easy that is? One sentence. One sentence. Jesus said this in Mark chapter 1, verse 38. He said, and Jesus replied, I have to go to the surrounding village so I can give my message to the people there, for that is my mission. What is our mission? Our mission is to make a lot of money. Our mission is to uh, have a lot of kids or have a family. I mean, we have those goals, right? But that's not our mission. Our mission is to feed the poor. Eh, not really, but we should. Jesus gave the mission when he died. He said what? Before he left this earth, he said this. Go into all the world and preach the gospel and make disciples. The disciple is someone who says, I want to follow Jesus. It is so important today and, and in the, we are in the end times. It's time that we start sharing the gospel. It's very simple. You know, the blind man did it. I don't know. Once I was blind, now I can see. And he did it. I don't know. Once I needed, I had shame in my life and Jesus removed it all and told me I had salvation. That's, that's the good news. Go tell someone that needs that. The second thing is, Jesus was always willing to help. He was always willing to help. He, you know, he carried it around and, and, and did it to people all the time. He just walked around. And when someone was in need, he stopped and helped them. In Mark chapter 1, verse uh, 40, it says, A man with leprosy came and knelt down in front of Jesus and begged him to be healed. If you are willing, he said, can you, you, you can heal me and make me clean. And Jesus said, basically, I'm going to share the other part, but he said, I am willing. He simply was going through life, and he saw someone in need. He saw a blind guy in need, so he helped the blind man. He saw a leper, so he helped the leper. He saw a woman who was going to be stoned, and so he helped her. It's that simple, helping people. And when, they, when you get done helping, you know, I, I, I remember talking to this one girl one time. She goes, why, why are you helping me? I remember. She, let me just, I want to give you that story. This girl had been abused uh, almost all her life uh, by her doctor, uh, 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 by some very mean men in college uh, and, and others. She had been abused. And she came and she lived with Carol and I. She needed a place to stay, so we gave her a place to live. 
And she said to me one time when it was very hard to work with her, she was not in a good, she's in a good place now. And she said to me, she said, she says, why are you helping me? And I said to her, I said, because I want you to know that there's at least one in my wife. My wife and I, I want you to know that we, that there are two people who love you completely. So that no matter what happens in your life from now until if I never see you again, you will know that there are two people who loved you and cared for you. Don't you want to be someone like that? You know, she, she writes me on Father's Day and says, Happy Father's Day, and kind of, kind of considers me her dad. Are you willing? I mean, that, that takes nothing. It takes nothing. There is no, you know, there is no, uh, I don't know, there's nothing magical about being willing. Just do it. Then the third thing is, it says that, well, it says in that verse, it says, Jesus was full of co compassion. It goes on, he says, if you are willing, can you heal me and make me clean? And it says, moved with compassion, Jesus reached out and touched him. Am I going to get in trouble? But I'm, well, I'm going to get in trouble, but I'm going to say it anyways. I'm going to say it anyways. And I'm saying it about me too. I think some of the reasons why we're not willing or some of the reasons why we don't help is because we really don't care. We don't care about our neighbors. We don't care about our workmates. Not really. If we did, we would be moved with compassion. We would be filled with something that moves us out of our needs into someone else's needs. That's what would happen. And so we need to be filled with compassion. Now, I want to give you just a few ways of cultivating compassion for others. One, remember, everyone is battling with something. So like that keeps you from judging. It allows you to be compassionate. Everyone is battling with something. I don't care whether you're the richest person in the world, the healthiest person in the world. It doesn't matter. Everyone battles with something. And I don't know about you. When I say that to myself, it cultivates like this feeling that I need to help, you know, I need to help them. Second, what builds compassion and helps you keep compassion is to be patient. When we were working with that girl, when we were working with that girl, trust me, we had to have patience. Because, you know, I can't tell you how many times she, in a sense, like if you know that term, she relapsed. Like she would get five steps forward and then all of a sudden she would just kind of fall back into her old habits and her old ways. And so we had to have patience in our compassion and just kind of keep waiting and keep hoping and keep uh, helping and keep serving until one day. I'll never forget this one man who, uh, he, used to come to, he used to come to gatherings. I, I, I never understood why he came to gatherings because he, he, uh, he didn't really like to, but he loved his wife, so he would come. And his wife was always never judgmental towards him, just kept loving on him, kept loving on him, kept loving on him, was so patient with him. Because I remember times listening, I'm like, I know, I know this guy, man. This is for him. This is for him. And I'll never forget the day he came to Jesus. He finally opened up his heart, and he was sitting in front of me, and all of a sudden I saw his hands go up. 
It's the first time ever. And then he, he began to just have this smile on his heart. And he had received Christ because people around him were patient with him and just kept loving on him and, and didn't judge him. Be patient. And then listen to that person with a heart of generosity. We have so, come on, people who need help, they're hard, right? They're hard to deal with. They're a pain. They're not, you know, they're not easy to deal with. So you be patient. But if you're listening to them with a heart of wanting to help them and give to them, you will hear the cry of their heart. And I think that's what Jesus did. Remember Jesus used to walk around and, and all of a sudden, like, in the middle of a crowd, someone would be yelling out, Jesus, son of David, help me, have mercy. I mean, he would stop. because And no one else was hearing those cries. But he was listening with a heart of wanting to help. All around you, there are people crying out for help. Be willing. And then number four, words and actions, they count. So, so actions count. And you know I'm talking about actions. But also words count. Words count. What you say counts. And you have a way of bringing refreshing with your words. And, and you know, I'll be honest, and, and, and I, sometimes, man, I get upset, you know. I have to thank God for my staff and thank them for forgiveness sometimes because I, I, get, I get going and my words are not good. They're not the way they should be. So forgive me, guys. <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, also, there's ways to build people up with your words. They're such great, valuable things. Sometimes just telling someone about their, who they are and encouraging them will help. So that will build compassion. Number four, spend time with those in need. I mean, Jesus was always accused of this. It says, while Jesus was having dinner with the Levi at Levi's house, many, of, many tax collectors and sinners were eating with him and his disciples, and there were many who followed him. When the teachers of the law, the religious people, don't be religious. Don't be a religious person. When they saw him eating with sinners and tax collectors, they asked the disciples, why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus said, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have come to call, not to call the righteous, but sinners to repent. We tend to want to be with healthy people. It's easier to be with healthy people. <laughs> but I'm going to read a scripture. doesn't mean you can't be with healthy people, but listen to this. And, oh, by the way, Christmas is coming up, so listen to this. When you have a banquet or a party, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will have a hard time. That's not what Jesus said. When you invite the poor, when you invite the crippled, when you invite the lame, the blind, you will be blessed Although they cannot repay you, you will re be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. So he's not even saying don't have a banquet with your friends. He's not saying that. He's saying when you do, you should always invite someone who is in need. Someone who, who is in need. You know, 
I, I have to, I'm going to be vague on this, but you know, just recently we got together. We had a little time together, and I was so thankful that the people who came invited some people who were in need. Like one couple just had two people die, like two of their friends die young. One, both of them drowned. They needed prayer. They needed help. They were hurting. I was so glad they were there. There was someone else who needed salvation who came and openly just stayed with us and, and we just loved on them. Invite someone in need when you're having a party this coming Christmas time, yeah? And make sure you social distance. Okay, I said it. I said it so I'm, I'm safe. <laughs> so let's, let's, let's spend time with those in need. Let's, you know, Take a walk down the street and go to a, a, a local warung or someone's house who has like, you know, the store in front of their house and go and sit and have a, buy a, a water or an iced tea off of them and sit there and talk to them. Care about them. Hang out with them. Number five. So these are all things easy to do, right? These are not like, these are not like, Rocket science or even, you might not even say they're spiritual. They are spiritual, but they're things. Tell people, have compassion, be willing to help, spend time with the needy. That, there's no, there's no uh, great power of the Spirit that you need to do those things. But I guarantee you there is a power that the Spirit will give you when you do those things. You will see amazing things happen. I had someone just came up to me the other day, just two days ago, and I was just spending time with this person. And some, a friend of his came up to me and said, he, he, I don't know, I guess he just wanted to encourage me with words. It did build me up. He walked up to me, he goes, he goes Pastor Don, I want to tell you something. I go, what? He goes, I don't know if anybody's told you this, but you know that guy, and he, I don't use his name, do you know he talks about you all the time? Like, you have influenced his life so much. And all I did was hang with him, have some coffee with him. I didn't do much. I didn't, like, you know, fill him with the Spirit or empower him with some gifting or any, you know, none of that. Just sat, had coffee. I like the way I said it. Had coffee. Just have some coffee. <laughs> you almost want to go, coffee, but you don't. Anyway, anyway, sorry, just having too much fun. Finally... This is a beautiful thing. This is something that Jesus did that we can all do. It's so amazing. Restore people to their rightful place. Jesus did this all the time. What did he say after he restored the leper? Now, he healed the leper, but I'm going to show you. You can do this. He healed the leper. What did he say? Now go into the temple. You know the leper couldn't go into the temple? He couldn't go in. He couldn't go in. And now he was able to finally be with his community again. He restored him to the right place. The lame man on the mat was like unable to do anything, right? And, and what does he say? He comes up to the lame man, right? He, on the mat, or actually they, they put him in front of, they put the lame man in front of him and he's looking at that man and what could he do? He could heal him, right? But what did he say? You are forgiven. He restored the man's honor. He restored the man's 
uh, he took the shame away and let him, before he even stood off the mat, he was able to stand spiritually. The tax collector, right? He comes to the tax collector. He comes to, you know, Zacchaeus, right? What does he say? I'm going to have dinner with you. Nobody would have dinner with the tax collector. He restores the man's honor and dignity by just having dinner with him when no one else would. And then what happens? Zacchaeus repents. We can do this. We can restore people. We can restore them by forgiving them. Woo! Do you know when, when someone offends you, when someone offends you, you have been giving all the power now. You have all the power. And you can hold that power over them. You can stay offended. You can keep them down under your feet. Or you can restore them. The community may have put that, the community might be doing that to someone. You know, maybe your family's doing that to someone. But you can restore them by forgiving them, by helping them. In a financial, you can restore them by helping them financially, bringing them back up. That's why I really appreciate what's been happening over the last few months in, our, in the program we call it Benevolence. It's just helping people. We're finding a way to kind of bring them back to a, you know, make them pass so that they can be restored and renewed. You know, accepting someone who's rejected, you restore them. <laughs> Love, it covers a multitude of sin and restores people. See, this is not rocket science. This, well, I'll say it better. This is not like great spiritual Whatever, you know, it's not, the, it's simple things that Jesus did to show and tell people the good news about the love of God. And we can all do these things. We can tell, the, we can tell them. And then when we say, hey, there's good news, Jesus can restore you, and then we restore them. Woo! He said, oh, I get it. We can restore people. We can spend time with them. We can have compassion on them. We can be willing to help them. And we can tell them the good news. This is the go and tell whole series. 